0: So today we will be reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4. Our focus will be on Chapter 34, which is called as Chanting the Song Sung by Lord Shiva. Chanting the Song Sung by Lord Shiva. We will specifically discuss text number 33, Canto 4. Chapter 24, text 23 text 23 goes as follows. Shri Rutra Vajra. we yeah. Let there be May of, of, of me of me, Bhavata By you Ala by, by the all perfect God come Worshipable sarvasmai, the Super Soul Atmane Unto the Super Soul, the super soul. Samara Abasance Personality of Godhead with the following prayer O Supreme Personality of Godhead, all glories unto you, all glories unto you. You are the most exalted of all self realized souls. Since you are always auspicious for the self realized, I wish that you be auspicious. For me, you are worshipable by virtue of the all-perfect instructions you give. You are the super-soul. Therefore, I offer my obeisances unto you as the supreme living being. As soon as a devotee is inspired by the Lord... To offer the Lord a prayer the devotee immediately glorifies the Lord in the beginning by saying all glories unto you my Lord the Lord is glorified because he is considered to be the chief of all self-realized souls as said in the Vedas Katha Upanishad 2.2.13 Nitya Nityanam The Supreme Being, the Personality of Godhead, is the chief living being amongst all living beings. There are different kinds of individual living beings. Some of them are in this material world and some are in the spiritual world. Those who are in the spiritual world are known to be completely self-realized, Because on the spiritual platform, the living entity is not forgetful of his service to the Lord. Therefore, in the spiritual world, all those who are in the devotional service of the Lord are eternally fixed. For they understand the position of the Supreme Being as well as their individual constitution. Thus, amongst self-realized souls, the Lord is known as the perfectly self-realized soul. Nityo Nityanam Chetanas Chetanam When the individual soul is fixed in his knowledge of the Lord as the Supreme Being, this is a very central line here, when the individual soul is fixed in his knowledge of the Lord as the Supreme Being, he actually becomes established in an all auspicious position. Lordship Praise herein that his auspicious position continue eternally by virtue of the Lord's mercy upon him. The Supreme Lord is all perfect and the Lord instructs that one who worships him also becomes perfect. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 15.15 The Lord is situated as the super soul in everyone's heart but he is so kind to his devotees that he gives them instructions by which they may continue to progress. When they receive instructions from the all-perfect there is no chance of their being misled. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 10.1 The dami buddhi yokam yena the Lord is always ready to give instructions to the pure devotee so that the devotee can advance further and further in devotional service. Since the Lord gives instructions as Sarvatma, the super soul, Lord Shiva offers him respect with the words Sarvatma Atmane Namaha. The individual soul is called Atma and the Lord is also called Atma as well as Karmatma. Being situated in everyone's heart, the Lord is known as the Supreme Atma. Therefore, all obeisances are offered unto Him. In this regard, one may refer to the prayers of Kunti in the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 1.8.20. Tata Paramahamsanam Muninam Amalatmanam Bhakti Yoga Vithanatham Katham Pashyamah The Lord is always ready to give instructions to the Paramahamsas or the topmost devotees of the Lord who are completely liberated from all contaminations of the material world. The Lord always gives instructions to exalted devotees to inform them how they can remain fixed in devotional service. Similarly, it is stated in the Atma Rama verse Bhagavatam 1.7.10 The word Atmaram refers to those who are not interested in the material world. The word Atmaram refers to those who are not interested in the material world but are simply engaged in spiritual realization. Such self-realized persons are generally considered in two categories. Impersonal and personal. However, impersonalists also become devotees when they are attracted by the personal transcendental qualities of the Lord. The conclusion, the conclusion is that Lord Shiva wanted to remain a fixed devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudeva. As explained in the following verses, Lord Shiv never desires to merge into the existence of the Supreme Lord like the impersonalists. Rather, he thinks that it was a good fortune for him to continue to be fixed in the understanding of the Lord as the Supreme Being. By this understanding, one realizes that all living entities, including Lord Shiv, Lord Brahma and other demigods, are servants of the Supreme Lord. O Vakyana Diviran Dasya, Yanantan Chakshurum Militam Yena, Tasmay Sri Guruvena Sri Chaitanya Amano Bhishtam, Sakitam <in> Yena Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Swar Padatikam, Mukam Vachalam Pamun Langai Girim yet parama tamaham bande shri guru dinadarinam vancha kalpataro vyachcha kripa sindhu bhavayavach patitanam pavane bhyo raishvave bhyo jai shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita akrada satsaji gaur hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 led up to this Lord Buddha speaking these verses spontaneously. Srimad Bhagavatam at this moment is a conversation that is happening between Vaitriya Muni and Vidurji on the lineage of Maharaj Vithu. In that discussion, which with the chapter has begun, Maharaj Vithu was explaining uh, the various descendants of Maharaj, sorry, Maharaj, uh, Muni was explaining to Vidurji about the various descendants of Maharaj Prathu. One of the famous descendants of Maharaj Prathu is Maharaj Bhargisat, who is also known as prachin Bhargisat. Maharaj Bhargisat was very expert in Karmakand as well as Ashtam which is a very rare combination. And because of this greatness that he had, that he was adept at both, he was given responsibility to become a rajapati, which means that he has to take responsibility for progeny. He married the daughter of the ocean, Satadruthi, and had ten children who were known as the Prachetas. These were; it is said like they were equally perfect in dharma, jnana, bhakti and sadharcha in all four. Religiosity, knowledge, devotion, and behavior. All four they were adapted. Knowing the mind of their father that we have to assist our father in generating progeny, they went underwater to intensely meditate on Lord Krishna. And that is where they met Lord Shivji. Lord Shivji's free introduction at this point in time in Srimad Bhagavatam comes as a timely Guru to the Prachetas. Hmm. So, having heard this, Visur is asking Matrimoni, can you please tell me what happened in that meeting, when Lord Shivji gave Darshan to the Prachetas, why Lord Shivji was so pleased with the Prachetas (coughs) and what kind of instructions did Lord Shiv give to the Prachetas? So, having heard this question from Matrimoni, from uh, Viduj, Muni is now continuing. He says that the Prachetas went to a great body of water to do austerities by entering that water. Hmm. So that is what um, happens at that point in time and from verse 22 onwards specifically. The beauty of that particular reservoir of water, you can call it a lake if you like. So the beauty of the lake and the beauty of the surrounding ambience is described from verse 22. As these pachetas approach that beautiful place to meditate on Lord Vishnu, as they go near, they start hearing kettle drums and various other musical instruments. As they go nearby, suddenly they see the beautiful form of Lord Shivji emerge from those waters along with his associates. The focus shifts from the beauty of the ambience on the lake to the beauty of Lord Shivji. It is mentioned that Lord Shiv, when they looked at him, he had a molten gold complexion. He had a bluish throat. He had three eyes and with all those three eyes, he was looking very mercifully at the rachetas. In an earlier verse, Vaitre Muni had said that even the great sages find it very difficult to see Lord, to have Darshan of Lord Shiva Ji. Even the great yogis, it is extremely difficult for them to have Darshan. And in that Srila Prabhupada writes that even to see Lord Brahmaji, one needs to have perfected Varnashrama Dharma and implemented perfect Varnashrama Dharma for 100 lifetimes to have darshan of Lord hmm. Brahma. And then, one, when one further advances, one can have darshan of Lord Shivji. So, now the question comes how come the prachetas mm. got this darshan? So, Srila Prabhupada writes, this is the beauty of being a devotee. This is the advantage of being a devotee. Mm. For a devotee of Lord Krishna, Lord Shivi gives darshan just like that. Of course, you have to have sufficient purification as a devotee of uh, God Krishna. And Prabhupada gives a brilliant purport there. Prabhupada says that while Lord Krishna is called as Bhaktavatsal, Lord Shirdi is called Dharmavatsal. Bhakta means protector of the devotees. Dharmavatsal is, now Prabhupada gives that in the proper Prabhupada mentions that Lord Shirdi actually gives, is very pleased with someone who even follows an iota of religiosity. Okay. And there Prabhupada writes that usually people who do not follow Lord Krishna but only worship Lord Shiva as the supreme, these are the people who have not understood the scriptures. Okay, They have not understood that Lord Shiva comes from Lord Krishna. They have not understood that. Further, it's not that they have great love for Lord Shiva. They know that Lord Shiva is Ashutosh, easily pleased. So, they call themselves as Lord Shiva's devotees only because they derive material benedictions from Lord Shiva. And Lord Shiva also knows that. It's not that he is being tricked by these devotees. He knows. But, he sees the small good quality of even these people who come to him for material benedictions. and, And therefore, the small amount of religiosity which they follow to get these big big material benedictions, Lord Shiva sees that small religiosity therefore he is mentioned as Dharma Vatsal so Prabhupada gives that very uh, enlightening report there now if Lord Shivti is pleased as Dharma Vatsal how much more will he be pleased when someone is approaching with no material desires, simply to follow the instructions of Lord Vishnu coming through Lord Dhamma, coming through their father Prachinvari just to procreate and populate the material world which is Lord Krishna's desire. So how much more he will be pleased. So the intent of the Prachetas was very pleasing to Lord Shivaji and that's why he gave them mercy. The second reason he gave the mercy intent simply is not important. There has to be piety and behaviour as well. So, Prachetas, the Lord Shirdi saw that they were so pious and well behaved by nature and that they were devotees of Lord Krishna. So, what not to speak of the yogis who are trying to take Lord Shivji's direction by performing big Tapasya and the Himalayas. Here, Lord Shiva wants to give Darshan to the Prachetas. It is not that Prachetas wanted Lord Shiva's Darshan. Lord Shiva is, is seeing this and He is saying, I am going to go and give them Darshan. This is very similar to um, the code um, or the instruction which we all have. Do not try to see Lord Krishna. Behave in such a way, act in such a way that he will want to see us. So similarly here, the Prachetas are conducting themselves so nicely that Lord Shivji wants to come and give them darshan, and the yogis there are trying to get Lord Shivji's darshan by dint of their austerity. So, Prabhupada is bringing this point very beautifully in this section. Not only that, Lord Shivji's mercy is just not that he has personally come to give darshan to the achetas. The mercy of a guru is not simply that the guru is giving darshan to all of us. The mercy of a guru is that the Guruji is giving personal instruction to all of us. Mm-hmm. And that is the height of the mercy that the Prachetas are receiving from Lord Shivji. He begins giving his instructions from today's words which is called as Rudra mm-hmm. And today is the first instruction that he is giving. Now it's interesting Lord Shivji is telling them that he is not actually telling him that I am going to give an instruction so explicitly. He says, I am going to give you a mantra. And that mantra is not one single mantra, it is a series of verses called as Rudra Geet. He says, he uh, very uh, affectionately tells the Prachetas that I am going to teach you this Rudra Geet now and if you people chant this Rudra Geet, you can attain the perfection of human existence, which is attain Vishnu the highest perfection of existence. And he also urges them, it's not that he starts speaking and then leaves it to the pachachas, he urges them to hear this attentively. And Srila Prabhupada quickly uses this (coughs) moment to tell all of us, to caution all of us on the perils of inattentiveness to the holy name given by Guru. Not only that, Srila Prabhupada also tells us that the holy name which is already very Effective becomes even more effective when it comes through the lips, when it is given through the lips of a bona fide spiritual group in discipline succession. So, Srila Prabhupada thinks of that in his purpose. The Prachetas are standing with folded hands <coughs> in all humility in front of Lord Shivji now. And Lord Shivji now is beginning the recitation of Rudra which commences today and continues up to towards 68 of this particular chapter. So, quite possible that it will be another, for next one month, one and a half months, we could be discussing Rudra in our Shimon Prangatam classes at the Melbourne of So, today's verse, which is the first verse of the Rudra didha, there are several learnings that come out, not only from <coughs> what came out of Lord Shivati's lips, but equally importantly, the purport which Srila Prabhupada has written, if you, if you look at this purport, it's a very long purport, Srila Prabhupada gives. And Prabhupada is trying to give us a very deep understanding of what is Lord Shivaji's mood that he spoke this verse. So Prabhupada is writing here and Prabhupada writes in two, three areas. What is Lord Shivaji's mold here? To become fixed in Krishna consciousness to attain nishtha in Krishna consciousness. So this is this verse is the, the essence of this verse. If you see, is Lord Shivji is praying for him, actually, one he is praying for himself, saying that by through this prayer, oh Lord, please keep me always in nishtha. Nishtha means please keep, please let me never forget that you are the supreme being. And for Lord Shivji to say that, it is not something ordinary. For all of us to say that, yes, we are anything, we don't have any position. Right? But Lord Shiv is proper writes many times The Lord Shivji is almost the supreme person that So, in one sense he is a runner-up. Right? You will never find, you will rarely find a runner-up constantly glorifying number one. You will normally find the runner-up competing with number one. Now, for example in tennis, you will not find the number two who has just lost people that glorifying the number one throughout the year. And praying that may you always be number one, may always be, I always remember that you are number one. No, it doesn't happen <laughs> in the middle world. But Lord Shiva's consciousness is, is nothing like that. That is why he is <laughs> almost the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he is the greatest Mahajan. He is not an ordinary person. So, there are many, several learnings that come from today's specific uh, recitation of the first verse from Buddha Gita. So, we will take a, take a look at some of these learnings. The first point which uh, uh, struck me when I was studying this particular section was is that Lord Shiva's bhakti to Lord Vishnu. It has been said several times. We are upadakas. In several purports, in Srimad Bhagavatam as well as in Chaitanya Chaitanya we will find, Srila Bhagavan says that our love for Lord Krishna is shown in how much we are enthusiastic and eager and compassionate to give this love to other devotees. So ours is a preaching movement. We are Ghoshti Anandis. We are not Bhajan Anandis. So we don't keep Lord Krishna to ourselves. We want to give Krishna to the whole world. That was Srila Prabhupada's Leela. So, was that the mode of the Pisdamasaras Pithabur as well and Kudri Nothagur as well and the other Achajas. To give Krishna consciousness to the whole Lord. Lord Shivti knew very well that anyone facilitating the journey of other devotees back to Godhead is most dear to Lord Vishnu. And and Lord Shivti knows that that's the way that he can by giving Krishna consciousness to others he can retain his own dearness to lord Vishnu now so what better way than to take this opportunity where seekers have walking in for example some seekers somebody is walking on the road here and they are and you come to know that they are seeking the absolute truth let's say they are walking in Williams Landing would you not catch them for a token and bring them to your problem? yes so, who, which devotee will not do that, right? When you know that there is a genuine seeker, mm-hmm. automatically even a practicing devotee gets very enthusiastic to facilitate that person's journey and connect them to the temple um, and connect them to Krishna consciousness mm-hmm. and to the devotees. So, here Lord Shirdi is saying that these prajetas are approach, approaching with a very sincere intent mm-hmm. of uh, talk, uh, praying to Lord Vishnu. Mm-hmm. So. What better way than to glorify the Lord in front of these devotees to train, instruct and inspire them to surrender to Lord Vishnu. And that's why he speaks the first verse of Ruterati. So, in that sense, Lord Shivji is playing the role of Guru to perfection because it is the role of a Guru to inspire his her disciple um, Uh, in their journey of Krishna consciousness, in developing intensity in their journey to attain Krishna. Mm -hmm. So for the Pracheta, Lord Shivji was their first Vaishnav guru, in that sense. Now, if you see the mood of Lord Shivji, as I was mentioning before, there is, hmm, Lord Shivji is not even in the slightest mood here of he being the greatest devotee of Lord Vishnu. Mm He is not in that mood. Mm -hmm. Nor is he in the mode of being the most powerful entity after Lord Vishnu. is neither thinking of himself as a great devotee or Mahajan, nor as a next powerful human, next powerful personality after uh, Lord uh, Vishnu. Very humble person. Very humble person, yes. So his mode is completely one of being Lord Vishnu's servant and how he can please Lord Vishnu by offering guidance and direction to sincere seekers of Krishna Bhakti without any vested interest. Like Rupa Goswami writes in Nectar of Devotion, any activity that we do in Krishna consciousness, there is one reality which defines whether it is Bhakti or not and that is intent. The intention with which we do something. We can do so many things. So we can do so many great things in Krishna Bhakti. Okay, we can do big big projects, we can do so many things. But what decides whether it is Bhakti or not is simply intent. That is why your Bhakti defines itself as Anya Abhilashita shunyam There is no other intent except pleasing the Vaishnavas and pleasing Lord Krishna through that pleasure of, of, of the Vaishnavas. <coughs> so Lord Shivji is showing the integrity of purpose mm, in this Bhakti. The second uh, uh, aspect which, which comes forth when, when we study this section is that Lord Shivji's prayers to Lord Vishnu are spontaneously composed. Very spontaneous. It's coming from his heart. It's not that he's preparing to give a presentation. His love is coming spontaneously through Nuttargi and he starts singing this. So, prayers that come spontaneously from the heart hmm, are classified as Vandanam. Hmm. There are in the process of Navamedha Bhakti, starting with Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, hmm, leading up to atma Atmanivedanam. Hmm. One key aspect is Vandanam or prayers. Hmm. So, here Lord Shivji is giving a great example of, um, of Vandanam. In the form of prayer. So prayers like this, in fact, few months back, uh, I'm not sure who visited, somebody was saying this, that prayers that, such as this. I think it was Chaitanya Charanakrabhu actually. But Avarada Prabhu saying yes, this Prabhu saying that we should we should study these prayers which are uh, given in various sections by exalted personalities unto Lord Krishna. And we must we can select one such prayer which no or no, we can select more also, but at least one which touches our heart and we say those prayers daily. Hmm. So it's quite possible some, some devotees may get attached to the Sudragi of Lord Shivji. Hmm. So prayer as a process hmm, is a very integral part of cultivating our devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In fact, prayer is Vandana is one of the six, 64 limbs of Bhakti. If we study Bukha 64 items, it is mentioned there that Vandana is one of the very important aspects. So, this particular prayer which Lord Shirdi is reciting yeah. comes under the category of Sampratana prayers. It's also called as Sampratana prayers. As classified by so, what is, what is Samparatnātmika prayer? This prayer, these prayers are those that have the purpose of firming the mind and senses in devotional service. I repeat, Samparatnātmika prayers are prayers which have the purpose. The purpose of these prayers are, are to firm our mind as well as senses in devotional service. Now, let us go back and see the key line here in the Prabhupada's where Prabhupada says, the conclusion is that Lord Shiva wanted to remain a fixed or a firm devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, that is why prayers which result or which are a plea to the Lord, Vandanaam which are a flea to the Lord, where we are begging to be fixed in our position, in devotional service. We are praying never to forget the supremacy of Lord Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Where we are praying that let me, my position, let it always remain Das, das, Dasanu Das. Prayers such as that are called as Samkratmika prayers. Uh, another point that comes, which is a characteristic of Samparatana Pritha prayer, is that Shri Jiva Goswami says that these are characteristics of those which are prayers ordinarily are characteristic of those who have not yet attained bhava.
1: Okay, obviously, because they are praying to
0: become fixed, and Nishta comes before bhava. So they are characteristics of people who have not yet attained bhava. It is amazing that Lord Shivji is speaking this verse So is he not there? Obviously not. So, Lord Shivji is Vaishnavanam Yatha, Shambhu and a Mahajan. But in his humility, he is praying that
1: let me be fixed. However, Lord Shivji is also very clever. It is not just his humility,
0: but he is also giving us a good lesson. Saying that if I am praying like this, then obviously and we have to decipher that we have to infer that if lord shiruji is praying for such fixation then what is our position so in one sense this prayer is reminding us that we cannot take our eyes off Krishna consciousness at any point in time and take our bhakti or advancement so called advancement for granted right? so this is also mentioned by various exalted personalities you know, various exalted rationalities Srimati Radharani herself, <coughs> uh, sorry, Srimati Radharani herself, <coughs> Satyavama in Dwarka Leela, and that Satyamama who came as Jagadhan- Jagadhananda Pandit in Chaitanya Leela, Jagadhananda Pandit gave us Prema Vivarta. In Prema Vivarta, he also cautioned us hmm, with the words Krishna Bhuli Jiva Bhogavanchakare Nikata Aste Maya Chapati Atre. Raghattham Pandya himself is telling us don't take your eyes off in uh, Hindi we have, a, uh, we have a, a saying which means if you take your eyes off you could have an incident or an accident so look here satrahmataka prayers of Lord Shiva when he is taking his prayers it is not because you know, he has to remain fixed in Krishna it is his ability he is uh, giving us this lesson that we cannot take our eyes off and we have to constantly pray to remain fixed in the process of devotional service. Because really, if we look at our lives, the only real asset that we have developed in this life, by the mercy of Shri Radha Allama, the Melbourne Mahaprabhu Mandir, the devotee's here, the only asset which we really have is some attachment to the holy name that we have developed, in this life. some exposure to the holy name that we have. Actually, that is the only poonji or attachment that we have. Otherwise, anything can be taken. Our wealth can go any at any point in time. Our bank balance can be zero. Anything can happen. Calamity can strike. Health can
1: go. So, the so only thing that remains with us, which nobody can destroy, is our attachment to the holy name. And therefore, it is imperative that we also keep praying to the Lord
0: that at least whatever I have, been preserve that. And Lord Krishna also says that I will preserve what you have, and I'll put what you lack. Now. So, so, Lord Shivji is giving this. Another important aspect uh, is that he is giving these Sampra prayers to the Prachetas. As Guru, he is giving these prayers to Prachetas so they may attain bhava bhakti unto the Lord. They may attain the fixed and then go on to attain bhava bhakti. So, again, we see Lord uh, Shivji playing the role of a Guru to perfection. Now, we see these Kind of prayer, sampradhaa prayers. We see several exalted personalities, you know, uh, in various scriptures. And when we, when we study Bhagavad Gita, we see Arjun doing this, offering this sampradhaa prayer type of prayers, where he is glorifying Lord Krishna as the supreme being. Where he says, for example, 10 in, in the 10th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the verses 12 and 13, where he says, Param Brahma, Param Dhamma Pavitta. So he says that So where if you study The Translation of that We will find That Arjun is actually Glorifying the divinity And the supremacy Of Lord Krishna In those verses And, and he encapsulates That very beautifully He also takes that Opportunity to say that It's not just merely That I have understood now That you are the supreme Personality like of God it, Even great sages Like Narada Asita, Devala, all those people have also understood that you are the Supreme personality of Godhead. It, so, it's not just me saying this. So, this is an example of a Samharata prayer. Another example, great example, is Akru. When Akru is, uh, uh, has taken, you know, he has just taken Lord Krishna and Balram out of uh, Vrindavan and he is in a pretty bad shape right now because the Gopis have really not very Behave very well with him. So, they have not given him a great departure. So, Akunurha, now, nevertheless, he is very fixed in his service to Lord Krishna. So, he realizes that now, the time has come, Lord has to move on and start his surah pastime. So, he's, you when know, he takes Lord Krishna and then goes, and then he, they take their first journey break, and when he enters the waters of uh, Yamuna, then he sees Lord Krishna same Lord Krishna and Balram in their form as Vasudeva Shankar Shesh right? so when he sees that form then spontaneous outpourings prayers come out from his heart and that is also an, a good example of Vandana in fact as much as uh, for uh, Shravanam the example the biggest example we know is Parikshit Maharaj Kirtanam so, so on and so forth for Vandana it is a who is the example so there also is, uh, he is giving the samprasthamit of prayers mm. now such prayers such um, uh, samprasthamit of prayers complement the other aspects of bhakti also so we know that there are nine aspects of bhakti but Vandana actually complements mm. or, or supplements the other aspects very nicely mm. many a times we are being reminded, do not chant mechanically. So, we are advised to chant in a prayerful mood. So, the prayer is Vandana. So, Vandana very nicely supplements are Japa or Kirtanam. And if we are familiar and remember these kind of prayers, then we can automatically bring it when we are chanting so the mood of our japa is automatically very enhanced when we keep such prayers in our mind when we chant another aspect of these prayers if we are able to remember these prayers is that archanam for example archanam needs a vigraha, archanam deity worship it needs a archa usually. shiravana here it requires someone to speak to us it requires a speaker. Padasevanam, if we have to do, we have to have some iota of well-being. Without physical well-being is required to do. Padasevanam. To do services, we need good health. Okay. Whereas, Vandanam is one which can be done in any situation. And there is no dependency on anything. Vandanam is completely independent. So, if we remember these prayers, we can say it at any point in time. And, Such prayers allow our inner mood of devotion to develop. Even when one is incapacitated in performing any external service to the Lord. For example, there is another famous prayer given by Maharaj Kulashekar which Srila Prabhupada always recites. So Prabhupada recites those prayers. Prabhupada himself recites those prayers. So, Prabhupada is underscoring the importance of these kind of prayers by his personal example of reciting these prayers very often. Mm-hmm. Srila Prabhupada also established for us a program which is replete with such prayers. In fact, since the morning, when we start, we do Guru Pandana mm-hmm. then we move on to Narsima prayers then we move on to Tulsi prayers so everything, mm-hmm. our whole morning program if you see there is japa in between, but the japa is sandwiched between prayers on either side. And then after the japa, there is a recital of Sikshashtaka, which is the prayers um, uh, which are given to us by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then again, when we start the Srimad Bhagavatam class, we again glorify the Lord by the saying Gandhayam. Again, we are glorified. So, prayers. So, Prabhupada gave us a good, and after this class also, we will say Prashadam prayers. So, our whole morning program is, is interspersed with prayers. So, so that's another uh, uh, important learning that we have. The mood of prayer, Lord Shiva is been here. Now, the final part is, we see that Lord Shiva's mood here is completely non-envious. At the very outset, in Srimad Bhagavatam, we are being told that we cannot have access to Srimad Bhagavatam if we have envy in our hearts. Shrimad Bhagavatam Bhagavatam is meant for the Nirmat Satana Satana hmm?
1: The Nirmat sarana.
0: So, Matsara means envy Nirmatsara means person who is completely free of envy So, no prayer can manifest in Srimad Bhagavatam until and unless it is completely free of the Aspect of envy. Now, Lord Shivji, he doesn't have to envy anyone because he is runner-up. So he, he will not envy number three, number four. So the only personality who he can ever develop envy towards is Lord Krishna. But in this prayers, therefore, from his point of view, if you see it, he is demonstrating the quality of being absolute, completely non-envious. So instead of giving his version to the prachetas and taking this advantage of giving his darshan establishing his authority on the prachetas what he is simply doing is directing their consciousness to Lord Krishna so he is keeping Krishna in the centre not himself in the centre and he wants to take the prachetas focus away from himself and direct their focus towards Lord Krishna so, so in this prayer he is showing the quality of being non-envious he is reminding his disciples it is only Lord Krishna who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, not even me. Even I am his servant. And if you see, if you study the Rudharajji throughout, the mode of Lord, Lord, Lord shivaji is constantly you know glorifying Lord, Shih- uh, Lord Krishna and he is saying that I am merely your servant. So he is hammering that point. Now, this point also comes out very well in Srila Prabhupada's foreword. Again, let us go back and have a look at that foreword once again. Srila Prabhupada is talking about Srila Prabhupada writes the word, Atmanam refers to those who are not interested in the material world, but are simply engaged in spiritual, spiritual realization. Such self-realized persons are generally considered in two categories, impersonal and personal. Prabhupada writes, however, impersonalists also become devotees when they are attracted by personal transcendental qualities of the Lord. And then he gives a conclusion how oh Lord Shiva wanted to be fixed. So now why is Prabhupada writing this? So the impersonalist, as much as the personalist, also knows the difference between matter and spirit. It's not that the impersonalist does not know that. that the genuine impersonalist okay, does not know that. Nowadays, there are no genuine impersonalists also. Okay, so, but a genuine impersonalist, or for example, one who is a true Brahmawari, for example, that, that person also knows. That everything is Brahman. They know the difference between matter and spirit. So they are also not attracted to matter per se, even the genuine impersonalist. But yet, the issue is that in the impersonalistic philosophy, there is no service aspect to the Supreme, Court. Like, you know, Godhead. The famous verse from the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam: Salopya Sarishti Samipya sarupya Ekatva Abhigutha. A pure devotee derides the concept of impersonal liberation. Even not not to speak of Sayujya Mukti, that a devotee does not even aspire for proximity to the Lord. I was hearing one lecture by a very uh, exalted Vaishnava the other day, and he was mentioning in a very uh, humorous way that all of us after coming to Lord Chaitanya and movement, moment, somewhere or the other certainly behind, we think, we think that after perfecting our Krishna consciousness, we will be Manjaris. And we will be handing over the barrel to Ji, And then Lalita will hand <laughs> So, but he said that the real mood we have is that we may be miles away from Lord Krishna even in the spiritual world. As the Das, 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 das Dasam, Dasam, Dasam. dasam. Was reminding, he said, what makes you think that you will be a manjitri? Have you ever thought that you could be a tree also, you could be a cow also, and you could be one of those millions of cows in a herd, standing right behind, and you can't even clearly see Lord Krishna and you know, in the Kun. So, so, Lord Shriji. so in this book world, Prabhupada is reminding us that, that the so, so a devotee does not even seek proximity to the Lord, even in the spiritual world. What a devotee only wants to attain is that in some way I can be a servant of the servant of the servant. In fact, even if we see the prayers of exalted personalities like Buddha and even Brahmaji himself is not even praying for a cow. He is praying to be a blade of grass. Or food, or the, the gopis will trample and the dust will come on the grass. So these are the prayers of that personality. So he was mentioning that and we th- people are thinking that be Manjari is handing over the garland to Varita. Right. So 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 here Lord Shri is also reminding us that the aspect of personalism is higher. And Prabhupada is also reminding us because there is this aspect of Das das It's not just about Majir, because we cannot serve impersonal life. To serve, we have to have physical personality in front of us. Now, it is very really interesting that Lord Shivji is composing this Rudra gita and glorifying the personality of the Supreme Personality of Godhead because after all, impersonalistic philosophy also was given by Lord Shivji himself. So, that is the irony here. The same personality who is giving impersonalism is also giving Rudra gita here. Of course, even at the end of that particular incarnation of his, of Lord Shiv as Adi Shantara where he gave his yes, whole life he gave him personalism but towards the end he also said Bhaja Govindam Bhaja Govindam Bhaja Govindam, bhaja govindam Samprapte kali, Nahi Nahi Rakshati because people were becoming more scholarly than devotional at the end of it so he says These, this scholarliness of you will not save you at the time of death it's only the devotion that you develop constantly chanting the names of Govinda, Bhaja Govindam that will come to your Rescue. So here in Rotaragi, the very first verse, Srila Prabhupada is picking up that mood of Lord Shivaji and telling us that do not desire to merge. Consider your good fortune to be in this movement that you have got the personalistic philosophy and all of us, Srila Prabhupada, Prabhupada is encouraging, inspiring us to engage in service. Now, if you see the Srimad Bhagavatam now, the mood of Srimad Bhagavatam throughout, the goal of Srimad Bhagavatam itself, Krishna-sodham, Upakate, Dharam, Nyan, Adipisa, Kalam, Nashta, Dresha, Mesha, Purana, Arta, Adana, Ardita. Shrimad Bhagavatam arose at the time of departure of Lord Krishna. When Lord Krishna was winding up his pastimes, there was a concern. Where will, you know, how will we get Krishna conditions now? Lord Krishna is leaving. So he is coming in the form of the Srimad. Bhagavatam. So it's not different than yeah, the personality of God. And the goal of Srimad Bhagavatam is what? There are two goals of Srimad Bhagavatam. The first goal is, the goal of Srimad Bhagavatam is to continuously hammer to us that that God is a personality. This is one of the goals of Srimad Bhagavatam. Continuously hammer the message. Lord Krishna. God is a person. And then, it, then the second goal is that that Supreme Personality of Godhead is Lord Krishna. So these two goals are there in the Srimad Bhagavatam. So we see chapters after chapters in the Srimad Bhagavatam which are dedicated to establishing and reiterating, reiterating this main point or these two main points. Now, Lord Shirdi we see here assists this cause through the medium of the Rudra which is manifesting in Srimad bhagavatam so through his teachings through his services and through his pastimes lord shiva reinforces that lord krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. to three aspects teachings through his services and through his pastimes so rudra is a good example of his teaching there are yet other places also that Lord Shri uses this opportunity through his teachings to glorify Lord Vishnu. For example, in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 3, Text 23, the famous verse comes, Satvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam Yat Yate. I can't remember the verse, but it, it ends with Satre Tasmin Bhagavan Vasudeva He Adokshate. I can't remember that, but if you can flip your. Account. Phones, you could, you could see the verse, it's 4.3.23. Yea, Dokshinam, It ends with that. Where he says, I am always engaged in offering obeisances to Lord Vasudev in pure Krishna consciousness. So Lord Shivji is saying, even I am paying obeisances to Lord Krishna. So he is directing us towards the Lord. So he is saying that I am not a competitor to Lord Krishna. Then in Padma Puran, he says, Sri Rama Rameti Rame Rame, Rame Sahasra Nama Tattulyam Rama Nama Varanane He is saying that I have so much pleasure which also manifests in Vishnu Sahasra Nama. He says that I take immense pleasure in chanting the names of Lord hmm. Ram, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then again in Padma Puran he says Arana Nama Sarvesham Vishnu Rara And then again he says Tasmat Paratran Devim Tadiya Nama So higher than Vish, Vishnu worship is the highest but higher than that is the Devotee of Lord Vishnu. So do not leave an opportunity to serve the devotees of Lord Vishnu, and we see here that Lord Shirdi is taking that opportunity to serve the Prachetas by becoming their Guru. Lord Shirdi is also one of the 12 Mahajanas. There is a Sampradaya under his name, which is the Rudra Sampradaya, and which is now manifest as the in, in, in the Vishnu Swami. Sampradaya headed by Vishnu Swami. So so again, Vishnu Swami is the Vaishnava Sampradaya. So through his teachings, through his Sampradaya, he is directing us to Lord Krishna. Through his pastimes also he directs us to Lord Krishna. So he agrees to contact material nature. Now this is not easy. Actually it is mentioned that Sadashiv is in Sadashiv Lok, which is in Vaikuntha Lok. Ordinarily, Lord Shiva is direct expansion of Lord Krishna as Sadashiva, and he has got nothing to do with this material world. But because the purpose of existence of Sadashiva is to serve Lord Krishna, and he knows Lord Vishnu will have no contact with the material energy, so Sadashiva says, I will come as Rudra and I will contact the material nature. So he agrees to contact material nature in his form as Rudra. As a separated portion like the Jiva so he comes down almost like a Jiva whereas he is not to assist in delivering people who are in the mode of ignorance he comes specifically to deliver people ghosts, goblins who where will they take shelter people who commit suicide who are not uh, able to get a body so Shiva specifically goes looks for such people and keeps delivering them also he assists in the annihilation like in, in the material world So he takes charge of the mode of ignorance And he also takes charge of annihilation Of this material world He agrees to serve the devotees Even in the holy dham He agrees to serve as Shetrapal and Dikpal Through his pastimes, Like the pastime of Banasur or Rukka We will not go into the details And even the pastime of now, my personal favorite is the Mohini person. Because, just imagine, like a lusty man, he is running after Mohini. <laughs> that Lord Shiva, who kept Parvati on his lap and is giving celibacy, he explaining celibacy to the yogis, who can never be disturbed by the opposite sides, that person agrees to actually uh, come down from that position <coughs> and run after the beauty of Mohini. Why does he do that? Why does he allow himself to be embarrassed in public? Just for the pleasure of, just to establish that, yes, I can never be disturbed by the beauty of a woman, but if that woman is not Krishna, then I am subordinate to that beauty. Just to establish this point, he allows himself to be embarrassed. So what kind of devotion this is? Where you have no regard for your respect, position, nothing. All your intent is, how can I... Glorify Lord Vishnu. So, through his pastimes, he does that. Mm. Then, his compassion to all the living entities, where he says that, okay, now this halal poison has come. If people come in contact with this, nobody will survive. He says that, I will, just to please the devotee and Lord Vishnu, I will take this poison, and, and I'll, and that's why his throat is neither mm. okay. So, So, he does bhavani in. Uh, chapter uh, in Panto 8 7th chapter text 14 when one performs benevolent activities for others so the supreme personality of Godhead is very pleased therefore I am pleased mm, along with all the jivas I will take this responsibility okay because Lord Krishna says that I am pleased if all the Jivas are pleased, if my devotees are pleased, so I want to please him by pleasing his Jivas, so therefore I am drinking this poison and let all the Jivas be happy because of because I took this poison. May they be happy. Not only in Krishna Leela, in Chaitanya Leela also, Lord Shivaji comes as Advaita Acharya. And it is because of the Hobokar Garjanadi which broke, which told the layers of Brahman the roar of Advaita Acharya, Lord Chaitanya had to come down. So, if Lord Chaitanya even would have wanted to come down later, this plea of Advaita Charya was like an accelerator, to, to accelerate his descent. Just like Naraduni also sometimes accelerates the pastime of Lord Krishna. So, these are the glories of Lord Shriji. And today, we are commencing you know, uh, uh, with this very beautiful words. Uh, the first words of Rudragi which completely gives us the mood of Lord Shivji towards Lord Vishnu. It is little wonder therefore that the same Lord Krishna who cautions all of us only fools worship the demigods who did a whole go over the pastime only to tell of all of us that do not worship the demigods. He goes and tells the rajavasic why are you worshiping this Zinsara? It is little wonder that the same Lord Krishna who otherwise cautioned us about demigod worship never cautioned us about worship of Lord Shivji. Right? So that is the exalted position of Lord Shivji Rudra. Though Rudra comes in the form of a demigod, we are still you know, Lord uh, Vishnu is encouraging us to study this Rudragi, And it is, that's how it's become a component of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So it's nine o'clock and stop here and ask for any questions, comments, or corrections.
1: Uh, we described how this was in part of a Samprathanika prayer, but aren't all the prayers offered unto Supreme Personality of Godhead in that mood only? Uh, not necessary. There are certain spiral classifications. So not are not all prayers that are offered sampradhanika
0: prayers are there other types of prayers also that are there. yes, the answer is there are other types of prayers also. I do not remember all the classifications, but as I, as I said before, Samparathanamika prayers, Jiva Goswami says, is specifically to remind us of the uh, supremacy of Lord Krishna. To glorify the Lord Krishna as the supreme personality. There are other kinds of prayers also. For example, another kind of class, another classification is called as the Dainya Bodhika prayers. Dainya Bodhika prayers are outpourings which come out of one's, insignificant, one's in, insignificance and helplessness in this material world where we are constantly praying to the Lord that oh Lord let me not uh, uh, I am very insignificant I can't do anything so you know, so please uh, protect and save me or Dainya Bodhika prayers are also prayers which can be said when you are launching yourself in a big project or a, or a mission hmm, to spread Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement where we are, making, we are saying those prayers saying that I am very insignificant like for, for example Srila Prabhupada when he was on the Jalaludas out of his, his his immense humility came in the form of Srila uh, Prabhupada's poems, which he wrote on the Jalladutha. Where he says that I don't know Lord Krishna, I don't know what why I am here. He knows very well. You know, he took the mission of uh, his spiritual master more than any of his god brothers did. Right? So and, and after suffering 300 attacks in that he did not even know whether to take a left turn or a right turn in the United States. Okay. So so he goes and he prays to the Lord saying that I I don't know why I'm uh, Going where I'm going, but Lord, whatever may be, use me as your mere puppet. May you use me in whichever way that you want. So this is a good example of you know, uh, of, a, of the Bodhika prayers. And please empower me to, to serve you. Uh, may you be happy with my. May you be pleased. May my spiritual master be pleased with my efforts. You know, in the United States. So, so uh, prayers can also be Daini prayers. So there are several. There are other classifications also, but I don't remember at this point in time all those classifications. Maybe I can read up and offline again for put Yes, go ahead. we call Hare Krishna Mahamatra as a Mahamatra?
1: Yes. And Hare Krishna Mahamatra is also
0: a prayer. So should we call it a Maha Prayer as well? Should we call Hare Krishna Mahamatra as a Maha Prayer? As well? As well? Yes. In my view, yes. I feel corrected by the question. Yeah, in my view, is Hare Krishna Mahamantra is a prayer because we are Hare Krishna Mahamata. The meaning of Hare Krishna Mahamantra is uh, O oh, energy mm-hmm. of oh, please engage me in your service. So it's a plea, it's a prayer. So a mantra is not different. A prayer, a mantra is not necessarily different from a prayer. But a mantra must be chanted in a prayerful mood. Mm-hmm. Not, not just for compliance. That is, I mean, I am also guilty of inattentive chanting, so I am not, I'm not qualified to speak on that personally. But obviously the seniors have told us this, so but all of us have to stand attentively in a prayerful way. So it's not different in that sense. Okay. Yes, sir. Um,
1: thank you for a very nice lecture. I guess it's uh, given, it's given you beginning. My only question is, you know when we uh, you know people consider when we are inside res- certain sections of the Shastra has to be um, you know, prejudiced or uh, has to be inclined or coming from one sector, from one point of view but not a neutral point of view so what do you have to say to them who consider that these statements are contribute from one point of view and not a neutral point of view. sorry, I didn't understand the question. Say for example, Tha- say the recitations from Tha- Bharvatam yes. are people in general they can they consider that to be a Vaishnava sect uh, who you know who only take up the Bhagavatam. <coughs> The uh, people who are worshiping God Shiva, and then they don't consider Bhagavatam as um, you know as something to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. But they consider this as to be a Vaishnava sect. Yes. So people who consider that this sect, that the Bhagavatam in itself is a neutral, like it's it's a eye-opening scripture, <coughs> but people who tend to see differences, they see that Bhagavatam is a Vaishnava sect. Yes. Yes. So how do we uh, establish that this is
0: not a Vaishnava point of view but a neutral point of view? Yeah, so so we have again I go back to the same point. It is mentioned that Srimad Bhagavatam, only a person who is nirvatan mm-hmm. with non-envious of Lord Krishna can have access to Shrimad Bhagavatam. So people who are so-called devotees of Lord Shiva, they are actually not devotees of Lord Shiva. One cannot be a pure devotee of Lord Shiva unless one is a devotee of Krishna.
1: But they will not understand that because
0: they are envious of Lord Krishna. In India it happens. I, I myself come from what we call as the Iyer family. Okay. In, in, in Tamil Nadu we have two sects, Iyer and Iyengar. Iyengar, are the, you know, people say that Iyer means horizontal line on the forehead. Iyengar means vertical line on the forehead. So, I.S., they put the what is that, ash. So, my whole full, full childhood, I used to have that ash on my forehead this. I'm not saying it's not good. It's, there is, obviously, uh, ash in itself is not something bad. Neither is Lord Shiva worship. So, so, I was told since my childhood, we are Sai Okay. And then, I have also seen the other side. It's not on the other side. Iyengars who are vertical liners they are very humble. It's not yes. like that. You know, I have had visitors come to my house and say, you people are Shiva worshippers. We are Ayengars. We never go to Shiva temple. And they are very proud of that. And then I was feeling very guilty all the time. I am doing something wrong or what? <laughs> so neither these Ayengars nor Ayers have any concept of Bhakti. Okay? So Bhakti is beyond Ayyar, all or designations. So most of mankind is, uh, is foolish. Because they have not studied the scriptures, we have never attempted to open the Bhagavad Gita. I mean, even the Iyengar, if you ask them, have you opened the Bhagavad Gita? That day I, when I was doing book distribution outside Crossways, that you know, was 3-4 years back, so I was trying to give a book to somebody and this uh, mama had a, you know, he was typical Iyengar mama with a vestig, you know what's a vestig, you know? he was wearing this and he was coming down of, from somewhere and then I gave a book. I said, uh, you know, um, I, I didn't ask him, are you from Melbourne or out of town? It was very evident. So, <laughs> I told him that this is a Bhagavad Gita topic. And he said, Don't give me all this. I know all this. I have studied all this. I know everything that is there in this book. So, obviously, I can't ask him. How many chapters are there in Bhagavad Gita? He will be offended. So, <laughs> I asked him, it's wonderful that you have studied this. Which is your favorite topic? In the Bhagavad Gita. Obviously, he was not able to answer because he never opened it. Right? So, he extremely proud. Okay? So, therefore, People who have, there are only two categories in, in one sense. People who are proud and people who are, at least, I mean, I mean we are not saying that as Vaishnavas we have overcome pride, right? but at least there is something that we have accepted that Lord Krishna is the Supreme First Narrative and we are Vritha, Vritha, Vrithya, right? So, but, but it's not easy for most people to accept that, okay? And these people who are worshippers, who call themselves as worshippers of Lord Shivji, why are they attached to him? Not because of Lord Shivji tomorrow if Lord Shirdi by chance gives them an instruction to chant 16 rounds and follow 4 regulatory principles they will trust me they will change their
1: loyalty.
0: <laughs> it is only because they think that whatever material benedictions they are getting is by the mercy of Lord Shirdi that's why they are attached same thing comes even with for other personalities for example people who say Shirdi Sai Baba is the uh, is God for us it is not that uh, they have some attachment to him uh, in the capacity that he is God. Of course, he is not. But it's not that they consider him as God. It is because their material parentific predictions are being fulfilled. They do not even know that if you pray to some demigod, it is quite possible that because of your karmic bank balance something will get fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway. So, they do not understand that. So, people who do not understand Samadha, Abhidaya and Kavayotana Tatva will never get out Unless they make a conscious attempt or by the mercy of a you know, they come in touch with a Vaishnava till that time, they will never come out of the ignorance. They will be in perpetual ignorance, thinking that they are devotees of Lord Shiva, when actually they are only devotees of their own mind and senses. Right? That is why they said that, uh, what is the famous verse? Manoar Athena Sati Dhavatabhat What is that verse? First? Uh, first line. About, uh, Krishna, abhakta the Puto Mahat Guna, Mano Rathena Sathya Davutavai. So such people only uh, run in the chariot, which is driven by their own mind. They will never surrender. So that is my limited understanding. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, because it's 9, 10, I'll stop now. And any other further questions, we'll take offline. I don't want to delay them. Prashadam. Thank you very much, Srila Prabhupada.